Hello, my gorgeous lovebirds. Welcome back to the Lauren of Love podcast. The following episode is a replay from our free challenge running right now called the Heal Yourself Free series. (laughs) Not only is it free, but the whole concept of these trainings that you are about to listen to is about how to heal yourself to personal freedom. Now, this is a free video training and action step series that I am running in honor of my signature program called Heal. This series is here to invite anyone who is struggling with things like chronic health, mental health, body image, poor patterns, self-sabotage, lack of self-work, financial blocks, and more. We are about to take all of this a step deeper to activate your worthiness and to embody and receive the tangible results on your journey that you have been waiting for. I know how hard it feels thinking that we are all doing this deep inner work and self-healing and we've been on this journey for so long but nothing's really shifting and we don't really know the steps to take. I want to offer you this free series so that you can really start seeing transformation and change in your life. Anything that you want to heal for yourself is truly possible. Your relationship with money, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your body, your relationship with everything around you can transform when you start to do the work from within. I'm so excited to share this step-by-step process with you that is rooted in personal transformation and results. For more information, to consider yourself a student of this work, you can go to laurenoflove.com slash heal and see all the details about our next round of the program. Hello, everybody. Now we are here. Now we are here. I was like so prepared so grounded, so in the moment, and uh, realized just as the clock hit 12 o'clock that I really wanted some incense to um, burn at my desk. So we're going to set that up a little bit while all of you guys are jumping on. Say hello. Welcome to day four of the Heal Yourself Free series. I'm so excited for today. I have so much to talk about. We have so much to dive into. I want to know if you can tell me in one word, because if you've been watching here, Marcy, uh, I wish I knew how to say your name. Con, con, can, it might be Candy. It might be Candy Lottie. So sister, hello. I love you so much. So proud of you because I've been seeing you show up every single day. I'm so sorry I butchered your name and I love you. I'm so proud of you. Um, but if you've been showing up like these two goddesses here, every single day, or if you've watched more than one of these videos, I would love to hear in the comments, what is like the word to describe this series? Candy lady. Oh my God. That's so funny. Beautiful. I love that. That's so beautiful. Candy lady. Okay. Tell me, how would you describe the series so far? I literally just looked up on YouTube how to stop (laughs) self-sabotage. Good. You're in the right place for today's conversation. We're going to rock it. Marcy says this week has been expansive. I love that. If you're watching Facebook Live community members, tell me in the comments what your thought is on this series. Self-sabotage. You are here for the conversation. Yes, sister. Yes. 
expansive marcy says yeah this week has been really incredible this is a if you're just jumping on and you're new and you want to know what this is this is a free five-day series that i've been running called heal yourself free which is teaching you the foundational principles inside of my life transformation program heal which opens doors on monday i'm already getting so many questions and so many comments from people who are like i'm in i can't wait to sign up i'm so excited we have returning students who are starting to print out their workbook and get access to the meditation app. It's going to be amazing. So you have one week to come in, Monday through Friday next week, and then we kick things off with orientation the following week. So I really hope to see you guys there. And we're going to be talking about some principles intuitively today, okay? Like just open-hearted, okay, free-flow conversation about self-sabotage, uh, upper limits and one of the biggest challenges I see in the mindset of somebody who is wanting to heal but does not have what she wants so yesterday we talked about the five blocks that stop anybody from healing and they're really eye-opening for a lot of students if you didn't watch yesterday's video please go watch it you also only have two weeks to watch these videos before they all get taken down so um, I'm really just going to encourage you to go check it out. But yeah, yesterday we talked about the five most common blocks that stop people from actually healing. And one of the kind of through lines of all of those things, all five of those principles thematically fall under a category for the person who's healing and the thoughts she has and the energy that I see among so many people trying to heal. It's like the same freaking thing over and over again. They attract challenge. This might be you. You might resonate with this. This might be like, a, oh man, Lauren's calling me out. I feel it. Manifesting challenge. Manifesting setback. Manifesting the rise of old bad habits that you thought you were done with. Maybe for you, it's manifesting uh, the anger and fight with your husband and all these bad kind of icky, heavy, difficult things start rising to our surface and we say to ourselves, drum roll please, I must not be healed yet, right? How many of us do that where we have these really difficult things presenting themselves and we say, what's wrong with me? I must not be healed that I'm still attracting this. I've been working on my money mindset, but I have these financial challenges come up. I must not be healed yet. Or I, you know, was able to stop drinking alcohol for X amount of months. And then I had a glass of wine at a birthday party. I must not be healed yet. Or I uh, made a promise to myself that I would be kind and alive and awakened and impassionate, you know, impassioned or open-hearted with my partner and then we just got into a screaming match I must not be healed yet and so we're going to talk about these things because this these experiences that we have where we're literally doing and experiencing the complete opposite of what we want a lot of us tell ourselves storyline that this experience that we are having is evidence that we are not actually going where we want to go, that we're not getting where we want to, um, what we want to get, that we're not arriving where we want to arrive. And so when these slip ups happen, 
whether they are financial or they are in the business or they are in relationship with your body or they are in relationship with your communication with people you love, we tell ourselves this really kind of screwed up narrative and um, we need to talk about it, okay? We need to talk about it. So we're going to be having a dialogue around that. We're also going to be talking about the infinity loop and self-sabotage today. So if you are a yes for this conversation, drop a emoji in the comments letting me know that this is something that is really speaking to you and you're here for the awakening of this conversation. You can say yes in the comments. You can say I'm here for this in the comments. I want you to just give me something here today in the chat that lets me know that I'm present and have permission to work with your frequency today as we have this conversation. Spirit be sash, yes, so beautiful. Candy lady, beautiful. Hmm. I love that target emoji. So good. Moments of Marcy. Yes. Beautiful. Terry, thank you so much. So honored. I love doing this work with you guys. And it's helpful to get that permission, even though I can't see your face, just to know that I'm going to be working with you today in this dialogue. Teresa, beautiful. Nail polish, loving mama. Amazing. So happy. Andrea. Yay. Okay. Yeah, we got it. This is really good. Um, yeah, I'm going to open up this channel of conversation today and and not really care. Like, this is the thing. The HEAL program opens on Monday. This is a huge part of it, okay? So I'm just going to say that right out of the gate, that if you haven't looked at that program, I really invite you to go do so. It's a six-month intensive with me, group calls, meditations every week, journal workbook every week, and the 12-step HEAL method all taught in really incredible trainings every single week with slides walking you through that process. I shared in the Facebook group, I shared on my Instagram stories, there are incredible podcast episodes where you can go listen to actual students who have graduated the program and hear their stories. So I invite you guys to go check that out. And then finally, just the other piece of this as we drop in, a lot of what we're talking about today is covered and worked through in Heal Foundations, which is the entry-level DIY study, okay? So I'm not going to be making sure that I properly like seed in pitches and cells to these things. You know where they are, okay? You know where they are. 20% off the Heal Foundations program ends on Sunday. That is in my bio and so is the Heal program. So explore. Let's have fun. Yes. So honored to have you guys. Okay. So here's the thing. I work with a lot of people who have been on healing journeys for a long time. They've been working on themselves for a long time. But what a lot of these people don't have awareness around is that they have not been working on themselves in a good way, okay? So, <clears throat> for example, they're not getting the progress that they really want to. They're not moving the momentum, having the results, having the action that they really want to see manifest in their 3D. It's just not happening fast enough. And they're also not moving about their healing journey in a good way because there's no structure, right? It's like, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to uh, learn about spirituality. I'm trying to heal my trauma, but there's no structure. And so what happens is that people feel like they are always healing and they are always working on themselves. And while that's true, to always be in an immersive healing experience with no structure, no container, no end game, no game plan, no step-by-step -step process, it feels endless and it's unsafe. 
okay? So like, I, I don't use that word lightly, but basically we're stuck in a cycle of trying to constantly fix ourselves and we feel like we can't get out of it and we're not getting anywhere. That's what a lot of people I work with experience and they come to me and they say, yeah, I've made really great progress, but it feels kind of like it's superficial and I'm not really moving at the pace I really want to. And I feel like something's still standing in my way and I don't know what it is. And, you know, I'm still having life be hard and all of these things, right? Part of the reason this is happening is because healing is not being approached in this twofold kind of uh, perspective. So when we talk about healing, healing is a two-step process. I mentioned this on day one. We clear what no longer serves us and we call in what it is that we want, right? In that two-step process, there's also another component happening that's also two steps. So if you have a pen and paper today, I really invite you to grab that. So I'm going to be uh, just vomiting all this stuff to you, projecting out all of this stuff. So I want you to be able to capture it. So the other element of this two-step piece is that healing is an immersive experience followed by an integration, okay? So I want you to understand this. You immerse yourself in an experience and then you integrate the lessons that you learned from the experience. That is healing. 98% of the people out there who are on healing journeys are not doing that, right? So what this looks like is putting yourself into a process that has a safe container. It has a start and an end. And then coming out of that container and then applying those lessons to life. It's what we see like if you went to an in-person retreat or you did a plant medicine ceremony or you went to a yoga certification training. Those healing experiences have starts and ends. And in that container, all this shit is coming up. You're having all these breakthroughs. You're learning all these lessons. You're having these epiphanies in a safe container that feels like it's kind of separate from your life, a little bit removed from your 3D reality. You're learning all of these things in a beautiful little bubble. And then you take those lessons and you apply them and you integrate them. Why is this important? Because if this, if this dimension of work doesn't exist, the work is endless and it feels like it's happening and vomiting all over your life, okay? It's like, man, like I'm healing my trauma, I'm getting triggered left and right, I'm healing my money blocks, I'm getting triggered left and right, it's just coming up all the time over and over and over again. So we need to create safe container so that we understand, right? We understand, okay, now I'm in my deep work, okay, now I'm like applying it to my life and the separateness of that. But what can get really trippy is that a lot of us are healing more than one thing at once, right? So we're healing our relationships with our partners while we're healing our money blocks. And so maybe for ex just as an example, maybe you're in a position where you're like, man, I'm really trying to work on having a more loving, healthy relationship with my partner, but my partner's triggering all my money blocks and I'm trying to heal my relationship with money at the same time. And so things get really like, um, they, they get like almost like vines, you know, kind of wrapping within each other. And so that separation is really, really important. It's a big part of why I think my programs are so powerful because they give people those containers and safe spaces to do that work in an independent way and then to apply it into their life. So when we're healing all the time, Okay, let's talk about what happens because we're, we're all on healing journeys and we're all continuously growing and expanding. But 
when we're in a state where like it's never enough and we're always trying to get somewhere and we're always trying to do something, um, this is when the hard, hard lessons can come up. So I would like to give you some examples to just kind of help you rack your brain today to see if this work we're talking about resonates with you. Candy Lady says, breakthrough, I just realized I've convinced myself that I'm safe in the healing space, but I don't allow myself out of it long enough to apply it. Girl, yeah, and then then you're in like the ceremony that never ends, and you're like, when am I getting out of here, right? We get addicted to this idea that we always need to be healing or we always need to be growing, but, you know, part the most important part of this work is that it changes our life. And it, you know, actually starts to create results in our life. That's that's the most important part of healing. It's great to like be aware of your trauma and cry about the inner child that was never loved, and 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 heal the relationship you have with your father from past traumas you've been through. But if you're doing all of that and there aren't changes happening in your life, you're not integrating it properly. You're just replaying trauma. So it's really important. And what can happen for a lot of people who are replaying their trauma is that we get addicted to the idea that we need to heal because we are subconsciously addicted to the idea that we need to fix ourselves because we are constantly addicted to the idea of our internal suffering and not being enough, right? So we say, I just need to work on myself. I just need to work on myself. I just need to work on myself. And we get stuck in this place of always trying to move the needle forward rather than studying and understanding how can I sit in gratitude and joy and celebrate my life right here? How can I learn to feel safe in where I am right now and to love myself for where I am right now? How can I give myself permission to anchor into that presence and to radiate joy and play and celebration? Like, here's the deal, guys. Am I where I want to be? No. Right? Like, I'm not where I want to be. I, I'm i always going to want to be somewhere else other than where I am right now because I'm always growing. But does that mean that I need to blame myself and judge myself and be hard on myself and shame myself and criticize myself and bully myself till I get to that place? Why do I do that? Well, if you're doing that, it's because you're addicted to the storyline of never being enough. See, here's what happens. I want to explain this to you. If you guys were in my free five day last year, you may remember this as being one of the most profound pieces of information that you received in the study. So I really hope that you guys take out a pen and paper and write this down. This is our infinity loop. I'm going to explain something to you. If you have a piece of paper, just draw an an eight. I didn't make it evenly, but basically an eight sideways. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo this because I, I, I want this to be special for you. So. <laughs> I'm not an art teacher. Okay, so on a piece of paper, we draw an eight sideways. The infinity loop. Many of you guys have seen this. It's like a spiritual symbol, right? It's so special. Here's the infinity loop. It's also a really shitty energy to be in, okay? So, yeah, this is like, I'm pretty sure this was like a necklace in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Maybe you even still have one, right? Represent, maybe you got a tattoo of the infinity symbol. The beautiful symbol, right? But but we're going to talk about it from a place of understanding what actually is going on with our suffering state. And so this is the infinity loop of our internal suffering. How fun. How fun we're exploring this today. So here's what happens. We start our healing journeys kind of in this this energy right in the middle of this this, uh, 
infinity loop, right? And we're in this place where we're just kind of here. We know we got all the shitty stuff down here below, right? We know that we have above us all of this energy that we really want to step into, right? And, and honor and celebrate, right? Oh my God, that's beautiful. Infinity necklace is a bridesmaid's gift. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really, it's a powerful symbol. We're just looking at it a little bit differently today, okay? So don't let what we're covering make you think anything different about the meaning behind the infinity symbol. So we're here, right? Just draw like some imaginary like quantum line here in the middle. And we're trying to break out and we want to go up here, okay? And so maybe for you, this is right now your journey of like finances and you're here and you're like, man, I've, I've been in these shitty places. I've been down here. I know what it feels like. I want to actually stretch out and have more abundance. Or maybe for you, it's like, I'm here and I want more health. I want more prosperity. I want more freedom. So we, we push ourselves out, right? And we start to take action and momentum and we start to climb this little hill and we get to this, this moment here right? Where it's like, wow, I'm, I'm in a new place. I'm growing. This is different. I've had some, you know, new lessons, whatever. And then what happens is that something in our 3D reality causes us to dip back down. Okay. And so we're here. And so we've, we've gone here and now we're here and we're like, what the hell? I made all this effort. Now I'm self-sabotaging. Now I'm, I'm, not being consistent. I said I was going to do these things. I'm not following through. I made a promise to myself. I haven't honored it. And we drop down in that infinity loop. Okay. That's fine. Things happen, right? Let's pick ourselves up. But we don't do that. What we do instead is from this moment, we start to shame and guilt ourselves and feel even more shitty. And then we drop even lower onto this field. And so now we went from being here when we started to being even lower because when we rose to this top and we had a moment where we dipped, rather than just being like, okay, I had this moment, I dipped, we go even deeper because we are in a place of shaming and guilting ourselves and saying, wow, okay, I feel shitty because, just as an example, I, I committed to going to the gym every day and now I'm not doing that. And so... I'm starting to not feel as good in my body and I'm not holding myself accountable and that feels really bad. I can feel like I'm not taking the best care of myself. But instead of just feeling that, let me feel shitty about feeling shitty, right? Let me like add to it. So let me like worry about it and feel even worse and just, you know, should all over myself. You should be going to the gym. You should be doing a better job. You should be taking more action. We should all over ourselves, right? And so then we drop even further. So we don't just feel bad. We feel bad that we feel bad and we make ourselves feel bad because we feel bad. Do you get what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy because we're addicted to our suffering. See, this is the thing. Like this pattern of ha having a, a behavior where you fall out of consistency or you fall out of dedication or you fall out of, you know, doing something that you're supposed to do, that's normal behavior, and I'm going to explain why that's happening so that you understand it more deeply. I'm going to take principles from the HEAL program and HEAL foundations as we're talking today to just like give you some understanding of like what actually is happening when I quote unquote self-sabotage. But we have to first really say, okay, besides that conversation, what's really important is to understand 
why am I shooting myself down into this rabbit hole of, of abuse and suffering? Why am I talking so poorly to myself every time I have these setbacks, every time I have these slip ups? Well, there are a lot of reasons. Number one, the people who abused us become the internal voices that we abuse ourselves with. Okay, the, I'll say that again. The people who abused us become the internal voices that we abuse ourselves with. So like my mother, for example, right? Our, all of our parents abuse us, right? It's just, it's part of our path. It's something that we have to learn to heal. They do the best that they can and project their unintegrated trauma onto us, even if they love us and they're doing the best they can, right? And so my mom, she used to be really, really hard on me whenever I went to school and didn't get a uh, hundred on a test. I would get a 96 or a 95 and she would say, well, you could have gotten a hundred if you would have studied more. Or if I got the first position, if I got the second position in the school play, oh, well, you know, who got the first position? Um, or if I worked, came home from school and did all my homework and got everything done and decided to rest, she would come home and say, why are you resting? You could be doing X, Y, and Z. So this energy of conditional love that I received from my mother taught me that when I wasn't showing up to constantly push and force and drive and go, and when I wasn't being perfect, I would not receive love. So what did I do? I started to talk to myself that way. I took that programming on. So now, anytime I'm not perfect, I talk to myself that way. Anytime I'm resting, I judge myself for resting. Anytime I'm in a position of not getting things 100% perfect the way that I want it to, I get hard on myself, okay? So I have this internal voice that is not mine, but is a programmed belief system from how I was treated as a child that plays out, that creates this infinity loop over and over and over again. See, like no, no baby on earth that is raised in its own environment, own condition, would ever just decide, you know what, if I was doing something really good and I stopped doing it really good for a while, I'm going to shit on myself for that. Like, that's a taught behavioral system. That's a taught thought process, right? It's taught. So if it's taught, it can be untangled, it can be removed, it can be released. I want you to remember that. What's happening when you're doing this and you're pulling yourself into that self-judgment anytime you slip up, Anytime you're inconsistent, we're talking guys for anybody jumping on the line, 10 out of 10 relate. Amazing. If you resonate with this, give me a yes in the comments. I want to make sure we're still in the same energy field as we're talking about these things. Um, what we're diving into is understanding what happens in our mind when we are doing something and we're committed to it and then we stop being committed to it. I was talking to a student who's signing up for the HEAL program this coming round when doors open next week. And she was telling me that the homework assignments in this challenge, she has not been doing. And she's been hard on herself. She's been giving herself a hard time because she hasn't been consistent, right? So I'm telling you right now that the things that you do that are the most transformational in your life experience and your life path will make your ego the loudest. I I just went to Peru back in November. I was in the jungle in a month, for a month, studying with plant medicine and an incredible shaman. And the weeks before I went to Peru, 
I had such a hard time. I All of the great habits that I cultivated, all of the inner healing, all of the inner... Um, the, the the lifestyle routines and rituals and practices that I do so well, I completely abandoned. And what I didn't realize until I got to Peru and I shared the story, right? Anytime you're going through the biggest, most profound transformation of your life, your ego is the loudest, right? That's just, that's what happens. And so when I was getting ready for this really big experience, I resisted and I fell into old patterns and I self-sabotaged and I got in my own way and created more internal chaos for myself than probably was really necessary. And the, the guide and the facilitator that was there with us for this trip to Peru, when he heard me share with the shaman this was happening before the trip, he said, you know, Lauren, it's very common what you experience. The ego fights really hard just as it's about to die. And I was like, oh. The ego fights just so hard right before it's about to die. That's so true. That's exactly what happened, right? So so when we have these moments where like your ego is getting rattled and you're not being consistent and you're falling off course and you're not being in proper devotion and dedication to whatever the promises that you made for yourself, you have to be really, really mindful about how you talk yourself in those experiences, Right? And how you talk yourself through those experiences. Because these are the opportunities that spirit is giving you to work with yourself like the mother you didn't have. To say, like, it's okay. It's it's okay if you're not perfect. It's okay if you're not doing everything the same all the time. Like, our our world and our conditioning is so patriarchal and it's it's so based on making good workers like we went to school where we were taught how to learn in straight uh, walk in straight lines memorize facts right don't think just memorize and a lot of this programming of taking away our in our ability to like be human took away our ability as women to flow and ebb and have these processes of evolution that are more circular and less linear you know, um, this world wants good workers who don't think and just perform. And so, of course, when you have a promise to yourself that says, I'm going to go to the gym every day and then, you know, there's a week of your, your life where shit gets crazy and you don't do that, of course, you're hard on yourself because that's conditioning from your upbringing, right? That's literally how we're taught in school. Consistency show up over and over and over again. But the process of healing is cyclical. It is ebbs and flows and seasons. And that's really, really important to remember. So how we talk to ourselves. if that voice is coming up for you, if you're feeling that energy of just finding yourself in a state where you're not being consistent and now you're shitting all over yourself for not being that way, I just invite you to catch yourself and to take a moment and to just ask, whose voice is that? Whose voice is that? Generally speaking, that voice will resonate as either an old version of you who felt really insecure. Like for me in my health and wellness journey, when I was going through binge eating challenges and I would hear that voice, it would be this like really ashamed younger version of myself that didn't get love and acceptance. And she would come out really, really strong. 
sometimes in my work ethic and my money mindset, it would be my father, right, or my mother. And so I, I can just start to listen and navigate and identify what is this really about, okay? But now let's talk about the layer that comes before this, which is the inconsistency in general. There is a lot of healing that produces result that changes our habits, our actions, and our way of being. And when our habits and our actions and our way of being are changing, we always say, wow, I must be healing, right? I, I don't want to binge eat anymore. I must be healing. I am no longer self-sabotaging in my business. I must be healing. I'm no longer having money blocks. I must be healing, right? Of course, right? What beautiful evidence. But what's also true on the other side is that perspective of duality that's actually false, which says that, well, if I have money blocks, I must not be healing. If I have health challenges, I must not be healing. If I have a hard day, I must not be healing. If I have X, Y, and Z happen and hold me back, I must not be healing. And then we go down the infinity loop and we get hard on ourselves because we're not doing what we said we would do, right? So let's just, I want to pull back the the veil on that entirely and just say that the ability to identify that you as a human being are on a spiritual path and the, the ability to identify that you as a being are here to grow and to change and to transform, you are always on that path. Anytime you think that you are being deterred or steered away from or pulled off your course, I invite you to just take a breath and remember that it is actually the course. It is actually the path. Whatever is coming through that feels like it's derailing you or deterring you or making you less committed to the promise and intention that you had for yourself, that experience is there teaching you something that is actually entirely part of your healing journey. And that's really important to note because it takes the pressure off of ourselves and really puts us into this new perspective where healing is not something that we do. Healing is something that we are, right? It is something that you are constantly 24-7 embodying. It's not that you do or don't do it or you do it right or you do it wrong. It's that you just are. And everything that is happening in your life is there to teach you. Everything that is coming your way is an experience in support of the path, okay? So I'd like to give you some examples just to help you kind of get the ball rolling and help you understand. Um, a lot of us, we come to healing journeys because there's dysfunction in the 3D. We've talked about this in all the other days we've had these conversations. And in the dysfunction in the, the 3D, we take ownership and awareness of our habits. And so we say, yeah, I really need to heal because I have all these money blocks, right? That's the dysfunction in the 3D. And we identify that our habits are dysfunctional. We're not consistent in our business. We're not dedicated to showing up every day. We're overspending. We're not responsible with our money, right? And so those are the habits that we see that are also contributing to the dysfunction. But the habits that contribute to the dysfunction are created by something underneath, which is your identity. Your identity is what creates your habits, not the other way around. See, a lot of people think like, 
let me go to the gym every day and have this habit and then I will become a fit person. Or let me, let me work hard in my business every day and then I will finally be successful. And we are waiting to be these things and putting so much pressure on our habits not recognizing that actually what's more important for us to do is to pause and do the identity work to become somebody who is really aligned in the vibration of wellness to become somebody who's really centered in the decision of hey i'm going to be a successful person and this is who i am i don't care if i have two pennies in the bank or two million dollars in the bank i am a successful person right the cultivation of that is healing because the I am notness, like we talked about yesterday, all the aspects of yourself that I am not, that's what gets in the way of recognizing that, hey, actually, just as I am, I'm an energetic match for abundance, right? Just as I am, I'm an energetic match for health. What gets in the way of that is all of the I am notness conditioning that we've received from our life. So if that's ringing a bell or perking your ear up, go back and watch yesterday's video for the study of that in the five blocks of self-healing that we talked about yesterday. So um, identity work's really important, right? And the things that stop us from believing that we are a certain way and embodying our fullest essence are the conditioned patterns and experiences that we've had in our childhood, right? They are all of those things that we have been through. So to tell ourselves this story that like, well, maybe what's stopping me is that I'm just not a consistent person is bullshit. It's total bullshit. Your, your storyline of like, I'm not a consistent person. I'm not a driven person. I don't, I self-sabotage. I'm inconsistent. I fall off course. I don't stay committed to my stuff. All of that stuff is your I am notness, okay? It's just all the storylines of what you've been holding on to. And what's funny is people will say, like they'll they'll come to me and they'll say, Lauren, like I just, maybe I'm just not a committed person. Like maybe I just can't be dedicated and driven to what it is that I want. And I've learned this from Ram Das, so I always mirror this back to my students that whether or not you decide that you are a committed person who's dedicated and driven, or you decide that you are not a committed person dedicated and driven, you're still really committed to something, and that's the belief you have about yourself. So the idea that you are not committed requires a lot of commitment <laughs> to live by. You know what I'm saying? Like you're committing to something. What belief system are you committing to? Right? So just just think about that for a minute. I want you to let that sink in. Like we're all we're all committing to something. You're all very clearly dedicated and driven to something. So why not choose what it is that you want to be committed to? And what we have to do is create a lot of uh, safe space for ourselves in in navigating this because the the real issue that kind of wraps us around all of this right is that we don't have safe space to create what we want because when we are on the journey of creating what we want anytime we have a slip up or a challenge or a difficult moment of quote-unquote self-sabotage we abuse ourselves internally with a lot of really terrible thought and so we then create conditions of conditional love towards ourselves 
that make the journey of wanting to create that money, success, health and wellness, freedom, balance in your emotional state just makes it feel kind of impossible and out of reach. Why, why work this hard? If anytime I'm imperfect, I'm going to abuse myself. What's the point of even wanting this, right? It's like your subconscious knows this is not the way to do this. This is not balanced. And so that's why we pull ourselves away from being consistent and dedicated and driven to things because we haven't created safe space for ourselves to actually be in environments that are healthy for us as we pursue what it is that we want. So how do we create healthy environments to pursue what it is that we want? First and foremost, as you can tell, we have to change the narrative that we are playing internally and how we talk to ourselves and how we communicate with ourselves and the things we say. But the other part of this that's really trippy and super cool is to start to look at the parts of your path where you slip up in seeing what they actually are really about and not subscribing to the storyline of they are here for my suffering because I'm so blocked and I'm so stuck and I can't get out of my own way no matter how hard I try, I have this habit, blah, 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 blah. That's not why they're here, right? They're actually here because they are just as important spiritual teachers and parts of your self-healing journey as any other aspect of this journey. So the moments where you slip up, the moments where things get hard, I would like to give you some examples of how... I was able to heal and still continue to heal and work on this in my life, right? So the things that I have challenge around, right? The things that feel like they're very resonant for me in my healing journey right now in this moment. Um, first and foremost, I feel like my whole life, my relationship with food has been a very, very big spiritual teacher for me. It's been a very challenging dynamic. It hasn't always been easy. But my relationship with food has been a spiritual teacher. The other thing that has been really present and true for me is my relationship with my partner. My relationship with my partner is also very much a spiritual teacher, right? So we have these things. My relationship with my business is a spiritual teacher, right? So I'm smiling because it's just like we got all these cool teachers and like all of them are just how we relate to something outside of ourselves, right? It's there to teach us. So for me, um, my relationship with food, just as an example, I used to be really, really rigid with myself and say like, okay, well, when I'm healed, that means that I will never have a, a, this, this pattern come up ever again. And the pattern that I was trying to erase that I was like, this is a representation that I'm not healed was I would overeat. I would overeat. And I did that with alcohol. I did that with cigarettes, right? That was like such a big part of my life path. But this particular time on my healing journey a couple of years ago, I realized like, okay, maybe demonizing this pattern that I have within myself is actually creating more suffering for myself. Maybe I need to take a minute and rather than falling into this infinity loop of destruction and shaming myself because I wasn't eating perfectly that day, right? And now I feel guilty and shameful. Maybe I need to get out of this and actually start asking, what is this slip up here to teach me, right? So for example, I went to a friend's gathering and I noticed that this pattern with my food was starting to come up and I wanted to eat and I wanted to and I could feel this nervous energy. And so rather than shaming myself, I took a moment and I was like, okay, 
there's something here that it's uncomfortable, it's confronting, it feels embarrassing, but there's something here that I'm supposed to learn. What am I supposed to learn? And I, I sat just studying it, right? Why did I want to eat all of those cookies? Why did I feel like instead of the healthy salad that weeks before I was just like obsessed with, I loved it, it felt so good. Why now am I feeling this need to soothe myself in a, a way of like lots of processed sugar? And I realized, oh my gosh, I'm spending too much time with other people. And there's a part of me that's getting angry because I really need to take some time for myself. And I've been surrounded by people for the last seven days at this friend family gathering thing. I'm getting tweaked out. <laughs> I'm getting tweaked out. And my inner part of me is just like, Lauren, can you just, just meet your needs, right? Just meet your needs. Go for a walk. Go take a bath. Go read a book. Go ask to be excused. Go, go in the car and go drive somewhere. Just take some time for yourself. And I realized that this was a pattern my whole entire life because when I was a child and I was at a family event that I didn't want to be at, I would overeat to soothe myself. So I learned the lesson and I realized that what this really was about was not about me trying to beat my battle of binge eating and never have a moment of bad food and you know, in, indulging and enjoying ever again because I'm now so perfect and healed. What I realized was that now moving forward in my life when I have these moments and that feeling and that desire is coming in strongly, I can actually sit and say, wow, I realize this is actually about my fear of speaking up and meeting my needs because I'm afraid of disappointing somebody. This isn't about food. This isn't about this habit. This is actually about what's underneath all of it. It's my fear of saying, hey, I actually need some space and having somebody get upset or feel disappointed or tell me no, right? Oh my gosh. So rather than expressing my needs and having them possibly be not met, have me possibly feel disappointed or hurt or not met with love, Instead, I suffocate and suppress my needs with food. And so this is just one example, right? This is one example of a breakthrough I had years ago that just changed everything. And slowly over time, that onion around my spiritual teacher, which was food, started to crack open. And it wasn't just this one thing. It was so many things. It was like, wow, I, oh my gosh, I see it. I, I'm afraid of intimacy with my partner, so I make myself feel more overweight because then that's my excuse. I don't feel comfortable in my body. Oh my gosh, wow, this is actually not about food. This is about my intimacy with my partner and my own trauma around these things. And I just kept going and going and going. And so then what I started to realize was that any time that that dysfunction or that moment of feeling like I wanted to break a promise to myself was coming through, I could do that and not feel shame and guilt as long as I like learned the lesson of whatever it was that that was here to offer me. And what ended up happening was that the pattern started to collapse and more and more over time, that need to do that thing got shorter and shorter and shorter and smaller and smaller and smaller. And I didn't need to have that habit anymore. And that habit disappeared, right? Because I learned how to actually see what it was really all about. 
And so money is the same way, right? A lot of people have patterns with money, just like they have patterns with food where they can't actually correct these behaviors. By the way, guys, if this is resonating with you, can we do another check? Because it's we have 15 minutes left. So I just want to ask for like a yes, this is resonating. If that's for you, if you hear what I'm saying, drop it in the comments. And you have options if you want to further this study to actually like heal these things for yourself. The Heal program, again, opens doors on Monday. Um, heal Foundations is the entry-level study, and that is on sale this week only. Good. Okay, love you guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Laura. Yes, amazing. Mimi, thank you for being here. Lainey, thank you. So happy. Elena, Elena, sorry, beautiful, yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you for showing up and doing this work. It's profound. Um, so let's talk about money too, right? Because money and business, it's it's the same, right? I What I see in my clients, what I see in students, the pattern of healing the body and healing your relationship with money and business and success and purpose, it's all the same. <laughs> They're not separate issues, right? And generally speaking, people who have one sometimes... Uh, most likely have symptoms in the other area too because um, they're, the dysfunction is actually rooted underneath, right? Like it's the same thing. So, so the food dynamic is actually the byproduct of I don't know how to feel safe in my own body because nobody ever taught me how to feel safe. I don't know how to express my needs because I was taught that I was not able to do that, right? All the stuff that's underneath that we heal. And then business is the same way. So like a lot of women come to me and they say, you know, especially when I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, they want to build successful businesses. They want to have leadership. They want to have impact and they want to make money and be free from their corporate jobs and do what I do, right? Like they great. Like I'm so on board. Sign me up. Let me support you, right? I love helping women go on these journeys and men too, right? Like I do a lot of that one-on-one -on -one. Um, but what I see from a lot of people is the storyline that is buried underneath the dysfunction. And so the dysfunction is I actually don't follow through, right? I'm not consistent. I say I'm going to be consistent and I'm not. That's an element of dysfunction I see a lot for entrepreneurs. I also see the dysfunction of I don't show up fully so I say I'm doing something, but I'm not actually really doing it, really giving it my all. Um, and then the other aspect of this that I see, you know, what's coming to mind visually is like, let's just say you had somebody, uh, an open mic night, and there's a woman who is, you know, coming on stage and she doesn't believe in herself, right? And she's just kind of like singing her song with her microphone which is my sharpie pen right now in this example and she's just like the wind beneath my wings and she's like insecure and she's like you know holding it back she's not gonna get the most amount of engagement or celebration from the people watching her right it's gonna be like there are gonna be people who will clap for her because they feel bad because she's so you know, in that energy and people relate to it. But then there's the woman who comes on and she's like rocking in and just like owning in, even if she's bad, right? Like even if she's just like not good, it's the way that she's up there that is just incredible, right? And it's captivating and everybody's in their energy. And that block 
of issue energetically is something I see a lot for entrepreneurs. Like it's very, very common where people don't know how to give in, show up and be in that fullest essence of self because they're afraid of rejection. They're afraid, like something people say to me all the time, you know, like right after this, for example, we're going to be in a different environment tomorrow because I'm going to be facilitating a three-day in-person retreat for a one-on-one client. It's something that I do privately on a case-by-case basis with plant medicines and prayer and like inner work and all the things. And um, people who come to work with me in person always say, Lauren, you're like the same. Like, that's so cool. You're like, you're literally like the same. And, and that is because when I show up here, I don't have to put on masks and I can just really be myself. And, and I don't believe in growing a business with masks. I believe in growing a business fully and authentically as me. And that's what feels aligned and energizing. But some people don't feel safe doing that because of all the trauma. So like I had to work through all that trauma underneath and be able to show up authentically, right? That's through the process of healing. And and that's why this work is so important because that's what allows me to make an impact because I'm out here with my Sharpie microphone, rocking it out and like just being myself, you know? So I I think it's important to, to look at these issues, right? So you have the, I'm not giving it my all, right? I'm not actually giving it my all. I'm not actually showing up. I'm, I'm not making decisions, right? Because I'm afraid that my decisions are wrong. I'm afraid that my decisions aren't going to be the right decisions that are going to lead to success. And I'm not allowing myself to be fully expressed. I'm not putting myself out there fully. None of those issues have anything to do with you being a good business person or not. None of those issues have anything to do with your skill set and whether or not you have value to offer people in the world. All of those issues are about you, not about your ability in business and how much money you can or cannot make. So we have to look again, just like we did with health and wellness and talking about body, we have to look at like what actually really is going on underneath the surface of all of this, right? And it can be very similar to issues that we see in the dysfunction of our health and wellness. It could be like, for example, maybe you're in an aspect of abuse with your um, your goals and your dreams that is very masculine and outcome-based, right? I can't feel good about myself until I reach this goal. So you go to the gym, you stretch, you push, you force yourself, you hustle, da, 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 you step on the scale. Oh my God, it's never enough. And it's the same with business. You show up, you push, you force, you drive, you extend, da, 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 all this stuff. Oh my God, it's never enough. I'm not here. I didn't get what I want, right? And that's an abusive behavior. That's it. That is, that's you being out of alignment with your feminine and being in your overdrive of masculine and saying that the outcome of what you achieve is way more important than how you feel. Okay. It's like, again, what are we trained for in, in our, our years of schooling, right? It's, it's how much can you deliver? How much can you perform? How hard can you work? And so when we are in our journeys of health and wellness and we're in our journeys of business and we're trying to approach them with that same abusive energy of the harder I work at this, the more effort I put in, the more outcome I get. Of course, you're self-sabotaging and not wanting to follow through because your spiritual essence, your soul, your spirit, and all of the guides in the universe that work with you are literally like, yeah, this isn't going to work. We don't like this. Nuh-uh. 
sorry, you're going to step on the scale and you're going to actually gain weight this week. You know what? We're not going to have any clients come to you this month, right? That's what's happening because if you're going about these journeys from a place of self-abuse, why on earth would the universe want to reward you for that? It wouldn't. It simply wouldn't. Right. So we have to identify and just acknowledge that the resistance that we are experiencing and not getting the outcomes we want sometimes is because the universe is trying to steer us in a more loving direction, which is to stop looking at just the outcome and to start looking at the experience. So when I started to do this, this was a huge game changer. This is where habits become uh, infused with your identity. Right. I wanted to be somebody who felt successful right? So, so I wanted a million dollar business. But in my abusive behavior of myself, I wouldn't feel successful until I had that outcome. But in my right relationship with, with myself, I cultivated the energy of success regularly in my life. I did things that made me feel successful, like waking up at five every day and journaling how proud I was of myself and focusing on the little things that happened that were really cool and worthy of celebration every day. And being somebody who embodied the energy of success, I visualized and meditated the fuck out of that frequency, right? I used all the meditations in the HEAL program to literally like come into it. And that's something that we have to do for ourselves to say, okay, maybe this path that I want to take in this new journey of healing Maybe the journey and the experience of getting there can actually be really fun and safe and rewarding and beautiful. And maybe I don't need to shame myself when I fall off course. And maybe I don't need to look for all the reasons why I can't do something and constantly play them in my brain over and over and over again. Maybe I got to start just embodying what it is that I want. Maybe that's the answer to all of this right? New journey of healing, breakthrough, beautiful Marcy. Yeah, I'm so proud of you guys for sticking around and and doing this deep dive with me. Um, When it comes to business and it comes to healing, here's what I'll say. All of these things have inner child wounds, right? Like we all have experiences where we faced a deep layer of rejection from our peers, where we faced a deep fear of financial hardship, where we faced a really, really deep Um, relationship with not being enough and then how that manifests into our business is the sign from the universe of hey there's something here to heal because what happens on our healing journey whether it's your body your business your bank account whatever is that the sign will pop up over and over and over and over and over again And then it will get less and less and less and less and less the more you start to work with it and listen to it. So rather than being frustrated that you don't have what you want, we have to look at what's happening and go, what is this really actually about? Okay, that launch I did didn't really make a lot of money. What what is this really about? Not about my launch strategy. It's not about my marketing plan. It's not about the logic. Like, what is this actually really about? What is this trying to teach me? Marcy says, seeing connections to my inner teenager in early 20s is a maiden. Yeah, this is, I mean, the other thing about this, just to speak really quickly, one of the things that I found challenging in my healing journey before I went to Sedona and I was doing what we talked about at the beginning of this call, where I was just like, 
trying to heal this way and that way and this way and that way. And I was just constantly all over the place, right? I was like never enough healing and it was exhausting. But what I found to be really difficult was a lot of the books and a lot of the studies and a lot of the trainings that I had started to explore were all rooted on the inner child, the inner child, the inner child, the inner child. But not for anything. My inner teenager was pretty fucked up, right? Like, I gotta be real with you. My inner teenager, my early 20s, like, there there was nothing out there before I made the HEAL program that showed me inner teenager work and and inner maiden work and really looking at like the parts of me that severed and separated from those periods of my life right and that work is equally as important because even though our brains are forming between the ages of 2 and 12 our hearts are expanding between the ages of 12 and where you are here today right you're just learning how to open your heart and if you've gotten and had experiences where that opening has been wounded or hurt or severed in your teenage years and in your early 20s, that work is really important to look at. So it's why in the HEAL program we have an entire section of the 12 steps that is just the inner teenager because these things are, are really, really important to pay attention to. Yeah. So, okay. So where do we go from here? Where, where do we go? Next steps. Tomorrow's our final day. Okay. So that's super cool. Really beautiful. Heal program will open doors for five days on Monday. So you can decide whether or not that's a next step for you. Any questions I am happy to answer, but I'm always very detached knowing that you guys know what's best for you. I would love to see you there. Um, and I also trust that the right people every time, so if you want to hear testimonials and stories from the women who have gone through this program, I released three replay links of podcasts where I interviewed graduates on my IG stories today. And then also next week, we're going to have two incredible new stories on the podcast because I like to always interview students and just hear, you know, what's happened for them. So, um, yeah, the symptoms that we feel in our 3D world are a reflection of our inner experience. So I want you to maybe take a moment today. Uh, and yes, you can DM me. I have a, somebody's asking, um, may I DM you about the situation I'm in? Yeah, if you want to DM me and see if the program is the right fit for you, like based on where you're at in your life, like please do not hesitate. I'm more than happy to offer that. Does the inner does the Heal Foundations program include inner teenager healing? Everything in the Heal Foundations program will spark and ignite aspects of reflection around your inner teenager, your inner child, your inner mother, your inner father, all of these things. But there is no actual Heal step-by-step -step process inside of Heal Foundations. Heal Foundations is the study of the 12 universal laws of self-healing. And it is really important, and I highly suggest anybody who's watching go grab that. But the inner teenager deep dive, like with the meditation, the journal workbook, the slides, the trainings, and all on like how to actually heal the inner teenager, that's all inside of the HEAL program. So you can uh, get access on Monday when doors open. So excited. And um, what else did I want to say to you guys? There was something really, really important I wanted to share, but I cannot remember what it was. Um, oh, I've been getting questions about one-on-one -on -one coaching and live videos like this. So I just want to say that moving forward, this free series is only here for two weeks. You have two weeks to listen, this week included, right? So 
once we begin the heal program, these videos get taken down. They're only inside the heal program. One-on-one um, -on -one coaching. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching five people individually at a time, and I do have spots. So if that's something that you are interested in, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm always here. And like I mentioned too, I'm going to be doing in-person uh, tomorrow at a cottage for a one-on-one -on -one client. We're doing a three-day intensive. So our environment's going to change. We're going to be even more in the forest than this forest house that I'm in. So um, you can stick around on my IG stories to see. It's going to be a beautiful weekend of plant medicine work and supporting the sister one-on-one, -on -one, which is one of my favorite aspects of the work I get to do in the world. So um, send lots of love and prayers and healing for this particular sister. And I will see you guys tomorrow for our final day. Homework assignment, really, really quick. Um, maybe you can do this. Why don't we all give ourselves a homework assignment? Let's journal. What would my life look like if I was kinder to myself? Let's give it a shot. What would my life look like if I was kinder to myself? Okay, love you guys. We'll talk soon. Bye, everybody.